Welcome to the Hudson Wesleyan Church Podcast, a recording of the weekly messages of Pastor Wesley Rowan during the Sunday worship service. We trust the time you spend listening will enhance your relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, here is Pastor Wes. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit, okay? And we've talked about several things about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. He's not part of God. He's not an arm of God. He's not a a corner of a triangle of God. The Holy Spirit is God, the Spirit of God. He's talked about throughout the Scriptures. And we've talked about things like that the Son asked the Father to send the Spirit to us. We talked about the fact that we need to ask for the Spirit, right? Right? And then we need to wait for the Spirit to move when he wants to move. And we talked about when he moves, he brings power. And that power often manifests itself in the fruit of the Spirit. That was kind of where we left. Then we took a couple weeks off from the series. We're back into it today, talking about life in the Spirit Whether we're talking about our individual lives or whether we're talking about our church, we are where we are, right? You can't be where you're not. That's that's a law. That's a scientific law, okay? No matter where you wish you were this morning, you are where you are. That's physically true. It's spiritually true. It's true of an organization like our church. It's true of you as an individual, right? You are where you are. You aren't where you aren't. But... In physical life and in spiritual life, we are here, but there is somewhere where we are going, right? You're going to be in probably about two hours from now when I wrap up this sermon, you're going to be somewhere else than you are right now, okay? Some of you, some of you spiritually tomorrow or a week from now, or a year from now, probably most of us are going to be somewhere different spiritually than we are right now. As a congregation, we're in a different place right now than we were six months ago, a year ago, two years ago. And we'll be somewhere different six months from now. The fact is, we know where we are most of the time. We don't always know where we're going. Right? I was thinking this week about we've been talking about so many people having you know, medical issues and medical procedures done that when it comes to having a, a medical procedure done or having a medical issue that you have to have taken care of, sometimes you know what's coming, right? When um, Elizabeth was born, she um, took her good sweet time getting here, and so um, Carrie went into labor very late for her. Ended up having a C-section, and they told us, the doctor told us, when it comes time to have your second child, when Carrie got pregnant with Matthew, um, that we will schedule your C-section and you will, you know, go, we'll prepare for it and you'll go in and you'll have a scheduled C-section this time. The first one was not scheduled. But that's what's going to happen this time. Carrie was reminding me, because we were talking about this yesterday, that the doctor even said to her, um, having your second C-section is kind of like just having your oil changed. Now, anybody who's ever had one probably would say it's not quite like that. But you just you schedule it, you go in, they do it, you, 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 that's what it is. There was only, so, so, so with, with 
our second child, with Matthew being born, everything was, was unlike when Elizabeth came along, everything was on the calendar. We knew when we were going in. We knew what they were going to be doing. We had been through it once, but in, this time, instead of it kind of, being, kind of being rushed, it was all going to be just planned out. Everything was down, down to the day, down to the hour of when we were going to be there. And so we knew where we were going to go. Uh, when you have a, a medical procedure planned, uh, just earlier this year, uh, Carrie had to have gallbladder surgery. It was planned. It was scheduled. We knew what had to happen. We knew when we were going to be at the hospital, and we knew what they were going to be doing. Planned for it weeks in advance. But sometimes you don't know what's about to come down the road. Sometimes your week, physically or spiritually or in any other way, ends up being something that you had never anticipated. See, the only problem with Matthew's C-section being scheduled like an oil change was that the pan sprung a leak before the schedule came along. And we ended up in the hospital in the middle of a Saturday night with Carrie in labor. Not when we were planned to be there. We thought we knew what the plan was. We thought we knew where we were going. But in this particular instance, the plan didn't go the way that it was scheduled. And so while she didn't have an emergency C-section, it certainly was unscheduled. Life's like that, isn't it? Sometimes you think you know what's coming, and it does come just the way you had it figured. And sometimes it's completely unexpected. What I want to talk to you about this morning is the fact that God... The Holy Spirit of God is not just the God that is with you where you are. He is the God that is where you are headed. You ever get a phone call from your spouse or a loved one when you're supposed to be meeting them somewhere? And they ask you this question on the phone. Why aren't you here yet? You ever got that question from somebody on the phone? Why aren't you here yet? Well, the most obvious answer to that question is because I can't be there and here at the same time. I'm here. If I was there, I wouldn't be here. But God is where you are and where you're going. Exodus chapter 3. Moses has seen the burning bush. Do you remember this? He looks over and sees a bush that is on fire, but it's not being consumed. And he says to himself, "What?" Well, and this is such a guy response. He says, I think I'm going to have to go take a look at that. I'll see. How does that work? I got a fire going over here and it's not consuming. And I, I might have to take this thing apart. So he goes over to take a look at it and God speaks to him out of the burning bush. And God says to him, hey, I'm going to send you to the children of Israel. And Moses, he gives Moses all the instructions, and here's what Moses says. Hey, God, I am going to the children of Israel, and when I get there, they're going to ask me some questions. And one of the questions that they are going to ask me is, who is it that has sent you? This is in verse 13 and following of Exodus chapter 3. What is his name? God, what am I supposed to tell them when they ask me, who is it that has sent you? And this is God's response. 
Tell them, I am who I am. God says, this is what you will say to the sons of Israel. I am has sent you. The Lord, the God of your fathers, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has sent you. I've talked about this before, but I want you to notice that God references himself as the I am right now. I just preached on that earlier this year. Right now, I am. Okay? But I want you to keep this exchange between Moses and God in your mind. God says, I am with you. I am the Lord. And now I want you to fast forward to Deuteronomy chapter 31. You can turn there if you want, or you can just listen. Moses has now gone through his entire leadership cycle with the children of Israel, and he's coming down to the end of his life, okay? Moses is not going into the promised land. He's turning over the reins to Joshua. You remember this? God has chosen Joshua to be the next leader of the children of Israel, So Moses calls Joshua and talks to him in front of all the children of Israel. It struck me that this is not a private conversation between Joshua and Moses, is it? It's not. It's a public conversation. And I'm not sure why this is, but do you remember we studied this on Wednesday nights in our study of Exodus? Do you remember how much trouble Joshua or Moses had with the children of Israel? I mean, this was a love-hate relationship. you got to think that at some point Moses was kind of like, God, I was living in Pharaoh's house. I was one of the most powerful people in Egypt. And I gave all of it up, yes, and I'm going to come lead these people, but you have given me the most disagreeable, ornery, pain-in-the-backside group of people that ever existed. He gets so frustrated that he said that phrase that we sometimes say as parents but would never admit to in public, Lord, you do something with these or I'm going to kill them. That's what he says. Or you can kill me, but this is not going well, Lord. So when it comes time for Moses to pass off the reins of leadership to Joshua, Instead of having a private conversation with Joshua, what does he do? He brings Joshua in front of the entire assembly. So whether it was the whole group of Israelites or whether it was the leaders of the different families or whatever, he brings Joshua in front of him and he publicly passes the mantle to Joshua. He doesn't want there to be any misunderstanding or disagreement about who's in charge. Okay? What does he say? Verse 7 and eight of chapter 31 in Deuteronomy. Moses called to Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, be strong and courageous, for you will go with this people into the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them. So again, Moses is hearkening back to the past, just like God did with Moses in their first conversation. I am the Lord your God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses is pointing back. He's saying, Joshua, you are going to lead these people into the land that God promised to the patriarchs. 
Now verse 8. I want you to listen to this verse. The Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. My friends, there is one very basic, simple truth that I want you to hear this morning. The Spirit of God is the God of the I Am. He is exactly where you are right now. He is in you, in this moment. But the God of the here and now is also the God that goes in front of you. We can't do that, can we? One of the things that we struggle with sometimes as parents, as our kids get older and sort of get their freedom and go out into the world for themselves, is that we realize I can't be there for them anymore, right? I can't be everywhere that they are. I can't prepare the way before them. I got to let them kind of do this on their own. And that's a difficult thing to do. It is. But God is not us. God is able to both be with you and go before you. I want you to remember that this is the same Moses who had stood and watched the pillar of fire and the cloud that were the Spirit of God that led them in the direction that they were supposed to go and who also stood as a barrier between them and the Egyptians who came behind. He was with them and he was going in front of them. His presence was in the Ark of the Covenant that he had instructed them to build. And yet while his glory resided there on the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant, he was also out in front of them going through the wilderness, preparing Rahab and the city that they would eventually take over. God was with them in the moment, but he was also the God that goes out in front of them, that goes before them. There are a couple of applications here. The most obvious one is that, look, you don't know what you're going to run into in this week. Isn't it good to know that God is already there? Yeah, it is. And I don't mean to simplify that. I don't mean to make it sound like that's kind of an elementary truth. That's a beautiful truth. But can I take it even a step farther than that? The conversations that you're going to have this week the people that you are going to encounter that don't know Jesus this week, the tough decisions that you're going to have to make this week, the relationships that you're trying to sort through this week, the temptations that you're going to have this week, the failures that you're going to have this week, the struggles that you're going to go through, the uncertainties that you're going to face in your own spiritual life. Every single one of those places is a place where the Holy Spirit of God already is. He's not waiting for you to show up so he can be like, okay, I'm here now. We talk sometimes, don't we, about you know when we are gathered together, there the Lord is in the midst of them. And sometimes we've misconstrued that to mean that like, well, we have to be, we have to be there because we bring the Spirit with us. But that's not completely accurate. Nobody tells the Spirit of God where he cannot go. 
How did he phrase it? How did he phrase it? I created all of this. I'm everywhere. Job, where do you think you're going to go that I am not? The Psalms, where can I go to flee from your presence? If I go to the highest heights, you're there. If I go and make my bed in the depths, you're there. Nowhere can I flee from you. Even wherever I am, you will find me. Why? Because you are already there. Friends, hear me. Yes, whatever physical trials you're going through, God is going to meet you there because he's already there. But it goes so much farther than that. Wherever God wants you to be spiritually, he is already there. He is preparing the way before you. What else does the psalmist remind, remind us of? You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. That means God's already there doing the work. You're going to encounter some enemies this week? God's already there. You're going to have a conversation with somebody who doesn't know Jesus? God's already there. He's already preparing the way. If he asks you to do something or to step into a space that you're not comfortable with or that freaks you out or that you're scared about, guess what? He's already there. There is nowhere that you can go that he is not. And so when Moses, the one who knows God is the I am, passes the torch off to Joshua, he doesn't tell Joshua God is with you. He said God goes before you. He's already out there. Do you realize how powerful just that simple mindset shift is in the life of the Christian? He's already there. He is the God of the moment that you are in and God of the moment that you will be in next. When I was thinking about the things that I want to make sure that we understand about the Spirit of God, I kept coming back to, one, to this as one of the most important ones. He's already there. Why do we spend time praying for people and discerning the path that God would have us take on people who don't have a relationship with him? It's not because we're trying to conjure up God's existence into their life. No, no, no. It's because we are trying to align with where God is already working there. He's the one that's doing it. He's just putting us in place to be used by him. Let me take you back to our medical procedure room. When you go to the hospital, whether it's for something planned or for something unplanned, that procedure that you're going to have done doesn't get going until you're there, does it? It'd be a little bit difficult to operate on somebody who didn't show up, right? But did you know that if you have a procedure scheduled for tomorrow, that the people who are responsible for that procedure happening are making preparations today while you're not there? Operating rooms will be cleaned. Tools will be disinfected. Orders will be brought in. Everything will be ready. Hours before you would arrive at the procedure that's scheduled tomorrow. It's something that's on the schedule, but hours before you get there, the people who are responsible for doing the work will already be engaged on your behalf. Isn't that comforting? 
Isn't it comforting that when you've got a procedure at the hospital, you don't show up at the same time the doctor does, and he's like, yep, I've got to figure this thing out. He's already invested in it. She's already invested in it. The team's already gathered. They've gone over the information. Everything's sterilized. It's ready so that when you roll into that operating room, you can have done what you need to have done. Now, it goes farther than that. What if you end up in the hospital tomorrow and it was unexpected? It wasn't planned. What if the crisis hits and you have to go to the ER or have emergency surgery and it wasn't scheduled? You know what? The people who are responsible for taking care of you in that unexpected place were also already at work on your behalf before you ever got there. They didn't even know you were coming and they were preparing on your behalf. You don't roll into the emergency room and they say, okay, you sit here now, we're going to go back there and disinfect everything and you know, try to make sure the cleaning crew gets in here and we'll probably have to call a few doctors in because nobody's here today and we probably ought to find a nurse somewhere. No, when you go into the emergency room, there's people there, they didn't know you were coming and they were preparing for you. Many of them spent years preparing for your case and they didn't even know that they were going to have you as a patient. When you roll into that unexpected situation, isn't it beautiful to know that preparation was made even though you didn't know this was even going to happen today? Friends, can I tell you that that is just a little bit of a glimpse of what God is up to. When you have things in your life that you know are coming down the pipe, He's already been preparing for them. He's already there. But even more beautifully, when you step into a space, whether physically, spiritually, relationally, whatever it is, when you step into a space that you did not know you were going to have to be in, the almighty God of the universe was in that space preparing what was necessary before you even knew the space existed. You didn't know you were going to have that conversation, and it's freaking you out that you're in the middle of it. God was already there. You don't have to hit it out of the ballpark. He's been there preparing the way before you. When that trial comes or that difficulty comes or that, that beautiful opportunity comes that you didn't see, you didn't know about, the God of the universe, his Holy Spirit has been there preparing the way before you. And so Joshua is going to go cross the river, walk around the city, and do all manner of things that appear to be out of his mind because that's where God was going. And he was just going to the place where God already was. And they cross the river, and the city falls, and God gives them the land. Why? Because he was already there. Look, I don't know what God has planned for you this week. I don't know where he wants to take you spiritually in the next few days. I don't know what he's got planned for our church. I don't know where we're gonna be a year from now as a congregation. I'm excited about the things he's doing among us, really encouraged. I don't know what all he's got. I'm just really glad to know that he's already there. And I'm just walking in the space where he is. And that's the desire of our hearts, isn't it? to go where he is. He goes with us and he goes before us. He is the I am and he is the I am ahead of you. He is both. And that is the spirit of God. 
working for us. Let's stand and pray as we close our service this morning. Lord, we're all in different places in relationship with you and and our own experiences and our physical needs. Things are just different from person to person. But we are so thankful that your spirit is here and your spirit is there and that you are the God that goes before. So we pray today that in whatever may come, we will recognize our need to rely solely on you and that we can trust you. You are the God of the moment. Bless us with your grace and peace as we go from this place, we pray. In Christ's name, amen. This message is a ministry of Hudson Wesleyan Church, where our mission is to see lives transformed for the glory of God. For more information, you may contact the church at 517-448-6411 or at hudsonwesleyan.org. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.